Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 66th episode of Talk Direction. Um, And I wanted to start out by uh, telling a little fun story that I don't think I told on air. Um, uh, Sorry if we did, but I don't think we did. It was on our Instagram and on our Twitter. Um, But I got a fortune cookie, um, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or a week ago. I don't know when. Um, And just, like, randomly, you know when you're supposed to, like, throw the fortune cookies up and then, like, see which one's closest to you or whatever and that's your fortune? Whoa, no, I've never heard of that. That's so cool. Yeah, well, I don't know. Someone I know said that and... Sometimes we do that, but not really a lot. Anyway, I just grabbed. Um, <laughs> and I guess that works, too, because the fortune I got, and I was very shocked when I read this, was to love deeply in one direction makes us more loving in all others. Um, and it was just What like, a perfect thing. <laughs> completely crazy weird like well like I don't even that's not that's not really a fortune that much but I mean for me to pick the one that talks about One Direction was just a beautiful coincidence slash destiny um so I tweeted that a while ago but I re reformed a tweet with the picture today and um uh we got it retweeted um by this day in 1D history, who is a really awesome Twitter account. You guys should go follow Mm -hmm. them. Um, So a lot of people have been retweeting and liking it, which is nice. Um, But yeah, I thought I'd share that because that is just a really nice fortune and so true. So, so true. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was we have a survey, which we talked about last week on last week's episode. We're trying to revamp uh, Talk Direction and there's a survey, monkey survey, and it's linked on our Instagram and on our uh, Tumblr and on our Twitter. Um, in a lot of places, it's like a really quick, like, 10-question survey or something that you can fill out. And the responses have been really nice and helpful and just important. So if you haven't taken it, it would mean a lot to us if you did. Um, yeah. Yes. And I think that's pretty much it. How are you doing, Kara? Um, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I really want fall weather to be here already. I know. It's so frustrating because I thought it was like, it was like in the decline, like this weekend was kind of cold, Mm -hmm. like especially during the nights. And then it's like freaking 85 degrees and I I just want to bring out my Halloween like decorations and I can't do that when it's like 90 degrees. I mean, it's not 90 degrees, but like it just doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. It feels, it's so weird, like... I feel like last October, I think, was really hot. But I know another one a couple years back, like, it snowed on Halloween. So it's, like, God. very, very odd. And yeah, not New England's consistent. a mess. It really is. <laughs> but if I'm looking at my 10-day forecast, it looks like there's going to be some highs of 68s, highs of low 70s in the upcoming, like, okay. 10 days. I so can live with that, I guess. That's better than 80s and 90s. I it's just crazy, because especially in Boston, like, it straight up goes from... Being 
like hot and humid to like maybe two weeks of fall weather to being freezing and you need a parka and mm-hmm. several layers of clothing and I'm just you know hoping for maybe the maybe the fall period will end up being three weeks this year. I mean like we can hope. You know? I would love some weather that's like sixty degrees. That's my ideal temperature. Like for a number of weeks, because then you're not like bundling up in so many layers. But, like, you can, like, throw on a nice sweater. And, like, wearing pants isn't, like, horrible. A death sentence, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like my perfect temperature is, like, 63. Where it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, leather jacket weather. That's Mm -hmm. what I need in my life. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully we'll get some of that. (laughs) The thing is, like, you get it, but it's, like, in the morning. And then midday it's, like, a thousand degrees. And then at night it can get cold again. Yeah, I know. And you never can, like, wear your outfit for the entire day. Exactly. You have to do, like, 12 costume changes. Ugh, I know. Or die part of the day. That's true. Which is what I've been doing. I don't know if it's, like, at your school. Like, for my school, um, every classroom, like, you can't, like, ever, uh, what's it called, predict what temperature it's gonna be like some Mm. classrooms are super super hot and some are like freezing freezing cold and it's just like you could have like three classes like in a day and you know go through all spans (laughs) of the temperature (laughs) spectrum and like not be prepared for any of them and it's just the worst that's what's same here but I actually have all my classes this semester in buildings with air conditioning which is really nice mm-hmm. um so but usually it like spans some have air conditioning some don't um my, I mean, my dorm room doesn't have air conditioning so it's still really hot in here but yikes <clears throat> yeah yeah I just have one of those box like air conditionings that's like mm-hmm. in the uh, window but like it, I'm kind of like nervous to like use it too much because I'm like the electricity bill and like right. it's my first time like having an electricity bill and I don't want to like be faced with like some like crazy charge mm-hmm. <sighs> it's just like crazy like having like adult responsibilities yeah, that I'm like yeah, actually horrible. I'd be like okay we're gonna eat everything in the dark we're gonna like live in the dark <laughs> we're not putting fans on like I don't know what yeah electricity costs. the one thing the one thing that I like will not I mean I need cold though like mm-hmm. it just I like can't survive in the heat I would I don't know but Mm -hmm. yeah everything else like I can live in the dark as long as it's cold (laughs) yeah yeah um okay moving on to news um our first news story is that One Direction got some new merchandise um on their website and they are these like fancy t-shirts that are designed with each of the boys names on them and a picture of them in this sort of like splotchy watercolor like filtered, uh, ominous-y looking uh, (laughs) (laughs) pictures of the boys where, like, their faces are sort of missing parts of it, and it looks like there's, like, maybe buildings or, like, background, like, things filtered in with their faces. I don't know. Um, (laughs) What do you think of these, Kara? Um, I mean, I know the, like, watercolor trend is, like, popular right now. I know it's, like, a popular thing to get, like, watercolor tattoos. Um... Mm -hmm. But, like, this feels like it could be, like, a fan edit and, like... Literally what I thought when I saw them. Yeah, I thought I that... I didn't think they were real merch. Me I neither. thought it was, like, someone selling this. On, like, Etsy or something. Yeah. Which, like, would be good. Because, like, I feel like this... I don't know. I'm not... I think it's, like, interesting, but I'm surprised it's, like, their official merch because it doesn't, like, fit in line with, like, their aesthetic, like, mm-hmm. which I guess is kind of good because it, like... They're not using, like, the One Direction font, I guess. They're using, like, a nicer font. But I feel like if they didn't have, like, the names on there, it would have been, like, more clean and, like, nice mm-hmm. to look at. Yeah. Um, and also, like, 
especially like Louis, his like, his entire face is missing. Like, <laughs> where is his face? Like, I don't know. It really is quite ominous. Like, and then it just there's looks like, like this part of a building or like a telephone wire or something there. I'm trying. Like, I don't what's know going what that here. is. It looks like one of those electric things that sit on the top of a house <laughs> oh my god oh like a satellite yeah i don't know what it is it's so weird because it looks like this picture is like from the 1920s and like it's Wait, like what disintegr- did you say it cut out of it oh it just looks like this picture is from the 1920s and yeah. like it's really faded and mm-hmm. like someone's great great grandchild actually it would just be probably their grandchild like found this picture and was, like, trying to restore it, and, like, that's all they could do. That's what yeah, these and, pictures look like to me. And then Liam, they've cut off all his hair. And What's going on here? It's, it's very odd. I don't the know. The only one that, like, is okay is, like, I feel like Harry and Niall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I suppose they're trying to be more adultish, and, like, I guess. what would, like, people who are older want to wear, or, like, stay with the trends or something? I don't really know. Um, would you mm. ever buy this shirt of any of them? I don't think so. I don't have any One Direction, like, attire, which I feel like is sad. I wish I had, like, some, like, Hey, vintage... we have those socks that we share. That's true. I don't know where mine are, um, which is sad. I'm sorry. Sad. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, I feel like I liked their merch, like, somewhat. I feel like Midnight Memories, for some reason, was, like... I kind of liked that vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, not completely, but they. I know that, like, on um, in tour, they had, like, these cool, like, triangular, like, <clears throat> sort of, like, 80s-esque um, kind of looking shirts. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it was kind of, like, clean cut for them. And it was kind of, like, minimalistic, but also, like, being fun. And um, I can't, like, I can't find a picture of it. I've been looking all over for it. But um, I don't know. I just remember, like, I think it was, I, it was definitely Midnight Memories. And I liked the album art for that, too. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like everything else kind of was just a disappointment because I feel like especially with four, um, their merch like didn't really get updated and it just kind of like mm-hmm. stayed stagnant after that. Yeah, and they've been using like older pictures for a lot of the times and like yeah. don't update their pictures. Um, yeah. But if you were to say like if you were to design One Direction merchandise, what would you what would you be looking for? Oh, hmm. I feel like I like the kind of stuff that's, like, really subtle. Like, I think mm-hmm. they... I don't know why they haven't capitalized on the Girl Almighty thing. Like, what yeah, are you doing, y'all? I know. Like, they could have gone so far with that. I know. Um, I mean, like, everyone else and, like, their mothers have, like, put out Girl Almighty, like, <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, like, I love it. I think that's awesome. And I think mm-hmm. that, like, there should be more... I don't know, things like that or, like, other lyrics that are really well-known. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of any right now, but, like, I'm sure they could do some that are, like, I don't know, like, pretty and, like, sort of, like, minimalistic. Just me, her, and the moon? Like, that would yes. be awesome. Uh, would yeah, be hello. Such, so, so good. Like, and oh, I know, like, so other cute. artists like, do that. Like, I know Taylor Swift has taken a lot of her lyrics and, like, copyrighted them and, like, sold <laughs> stuff with her lyrics on it, but, like... One Direction could do stuff with some of their lyrics, especially, like, the ones that mean a lot to the fans. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, a cute little, like, one of those shirts with, like, the little pocket with, like, the moon on it and then, like, printed Mm -hmm. the, I don't know, just, like, embroidered or something. That would just be so cute. Yeah, yeah. The subtle Mm. stuff is so good, especially when you are thinking of, like, older fans. Like, I'm not going to wear 
Well, I mean, maybe I will and <laughs> go for it if you do. <laughs> but, like, I probably won't, like, just on the regular wear, like, a shirt with all of their faces on it, you know? But, like, something that's more subtle that I can just, like, look down at my wrist and, like, see a re- cute little bracelet or, like, a necklace or something. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember they, like... Style. They tried to do, like, those charm bracelets, but it was, like, the most... They had, like, huge charms that, like, said all the boys' names. It, like, wasn't, like, cl- <laughs> Like, it wasn't, what's the word, subtle at all. So, yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I really I, want a charm yeah. bracelet with Harry's name dangling from it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like, low-key, yes, but also... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pay $50 for it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so how about solo merch? Do you think that'll be different? And, like, now we know that... Like, Liam and Harry and Niall are all going solo. How will they, like, what target age are they going to go for? Like, Zane's merch has been definitely it's more cool. adultish I like and Zane's cool merch. and stylish. Um, do you think that's what the other boys will try to go for? Um, I'm hoping so, but I think that, like, out of, I mean, I guess Harry probably has, like, a nice aesthetic because like I like his clothing style mm-hmm. so like if he like somehow made his clothing style and like incorporated <laughs> it into like some sort of merch type thing uh-huh. I think that would be kind of cool because like Zane just like has a really cool like eye for like mm-hmm. design and like like art um mm-hmm. so I think that's like why I really like his stuff I mean I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of like the lime green stuff but I do like I don't know. I just think that he, like, did a cool job of, like, putting together merch. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not buying any of it, but I think it's really cool. Also, I'm on inzane.com right now, uh-huh. and it's a pretty cool website. Like, I there's, need to like, go to it. Yeah, go to it right now. It's, like, Zane in all, like, foggy letters, and then it's, like, a cl- like once you get past that, it's just, like, the foggy letters stay, and, like, it's pictures of him, or his, like, arms and tattoos. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. I know. Like, I'm really impressed. Wow. I was on the One Direction website, which actually leads into another story that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on the One Direction website the other day, and it looked like it had, like, moving pictures in the background oh. of stuff. And, like, it was pretty neat as well um, on some of it. But let's move on to our next story before we get there. Oh, wait. I just want to say one thing before, because sure. I'm looking at the Zane um, merch right now, and mm-hmm. he, like, is really killing it in, like, not only going for, like, what's on trend, because he has, like, baseball hats and, like... Um, the type of, like, what's it called? Those jackets that are, like, uh, silk and, like, sort of silky. Like, you know, the athletic type. Yeah. And, like, the really, like, very clean lines. Like, just, like, um, some of the t-shirts just say Zane on Mm -hmm. it. Um, I don't know. He's just, like, really killing it. Like, this is the aesthetic that a lot of people in Mm -hmm. his, like, target demographic are, like, gonna want to be wearing. So, like, I think he he really nailed it with this Yeah, this is way cooler. Like, this is actual stuff that you would maybe buy and wear, you know? Yeah, even if, like, maybe if you weren't a Zayn fan, like, I could honestly see someone, like, going up to someone that was wearing this and being like, where did you get that? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a cool, just-looking thing. I need one of the hats, but instead of Zayn, it says Harold. (laughs) Harold. With a little, like, rainbow emoji on top of it. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Harry needs to have, like, uh, there's so many things I need from Harry's merch when he goes Uh, Oh, we should have a discussion about that. A mini discussion sometime. We should. Good plan. Okay. Next (laughs) up is solo stuff. Like I said, we now know that Niall, Liam, and Harry are all going solo. And there has been some major rumors, and I don't know if you saw this, but that Niall's song, first single, is dropping next week. What? Um, and appara- I emoji. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and apparently it sounds like Ed Sheeran's music. 
um, who also has um, perhaps music coming out soon, which is very exciting. He seems to be returning to civilization, and I'm a big Ed Sheeran <laughs> fan, so I'm excited about that. Um, but how are you feeling that we could possibly get new music next week? Are you getting your hopes up or no? Or have you seen these rumors? Or is this brand new to you? I don't know where you're at. This is brand new to me. Um, I low-key, I really want to keep all my hopes always at zero when it comes to One Direction stuff. So um, true. Just so then anything they do is exciting and, like, good. Um uh-huh. But, I mean, I feel like this would be a really good time to release something. And if his really was the was. first single, then, like, that'd be great. Because he didn't even, like, officially announce his, like, going solo like mm-hmm. Liam did. So it would even get more press. Yeah. Um, and, like, this time of the year is so good to release music. So yeah. I feel like he should do it. If he has something ready, man, just, like, throw I it know. out there. And I'm I don't ready. feel like there's a lot of people that I know of, like, who are releasing albums right now. I mean, obviously there's albums released every week. But, like, yeah. not that I'm, like, uh, like keyed into. Like, apparently Ed's is coming out this fall at some point. What? Uh, well, based on, like, his old Instagram post that he said, I'll see you in the fall. But then, I think it was someone from Re- One Republic was talking about a new song that they wrote together and it's on the album or something mm-hmm. just recently, which got oh. me, like, which is, like, I don't know, bringing this stuff back up. But, like, I, this could be a really good time for him. Because it's not like he's competing against, like, Justin Bieber or Demi Lovato or, like, these big names in music. Um, So, I mean, that could be so cool. And I would, I honestly would want to see Niles first before Liam's. Um, I don't know. Plus, Niall just seems to have more of a fall theme in his music. I don't know. I (laughs) feel that. If it sounds, like, Ed or folksy or, like, sort of, like, guitar chill. Guitar-based, yeah. More, I would want to listen to that way more than, like, some um, Liam R&B or whatever he's going to do. I feel like that's, like, a summer-spring type of vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and if this does sound like Ed Sheeran, like, what what the rumors say, are you happy about that? Um, Yeah, because they definitely wanted, like, more... Um, like, guitar bass sort of stripped-down mm-hmm. stuff from Niall instead of, like, the one weird, like, um, article we said, or we saw that was, like, um, Simon wanted to push Niall to become the new Justin Bieber, but, like, we already no. have a Justin Bieber, like, we don't need, we don't need a new Ed Sheeran, we need Niall Horan, you know? We don't even like, need the Justin Bieber, <laughs> let alone that, two girl. of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I would really love, like, I love Ed Sheeran's music, and if it is really, like, like based in, like, that songwriting and guitar and sort of stripped back stuff, which we don't always see from One Direction, um, I think it would be really awesome. Dang, it would be so great if Niall came out with something, then we'd have a great discussion topic. Oh, it really would be. Could you imagine? And then all, like, the hype leading up to it, I'm, like, already getting so excited. I know. <laughs> I know. LOL, how are we going to keep our, what's it called, keep our expectations low, I LOL. Know. This well, always happens. It really does. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll hope next week we have something to talk about, but. Yes. Um. Anyway, on Liam's solo news, Liam has been recording in the studio still. He posted a picture um, on Instagram of him in, uh, it looked like a a recording studio, and he was talking about being at work, and then um, some other pictures of him in LA um, at Capitol Records. So it seems like he might not, like, he's still, if he's still in the studio, then, like, he's still singing or, like, working on the production of the songs or whatever it is, so maybe it's not as soon as we sort of thought it was, but, like, when did we ever see Niall, like, going into the studio? I'm just very confused. I don't know how it's all. 
works. Like Niall has said before, he's admitted that like you can stay out of the like paparazzi yeah. for the most part, and like he does do that. Yeah. So I feel like if he wants to be secretive, he can be. Like there are mm-hmm. definitely ways. I yeah. think. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I'm just excited about all of this. I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, and you would you rather have Niles or Liam's first? I think Niles. Yeah. yeah. Same. Okay. Another news: One D hiatus over question mark question mark slash over. I mean, uh, One Direction over forever. Um, oh, <laughs> um, so this like buzz about the hiatus being over. Um, started when the One Direction official website added a future events page to their um, uh, webpage that has all the past events tabs. So there's like a past events and then they added a new button that was like future events. There wasn't anything listed under it, but the fact that they added this button as if like perhaps they're going to be putting stuff there um, got one, everyone really excited and like the hashtag One Direction is not over is trending and like all this stuff and fans were getting really excited. Um, but then since then it's been removed. <laughs> so now there uh. is no future events tab anymore after the reaction. And I don't know if that was like in response to the reaction because they either like don't want people getting excited over nothing and they just yeah. put it there for no good reason or they like want to keep something secret. I don't really know. Um, but, like, what do you think of this? Are we sure that the future events tab wasn't always there? Like, do we have, like, confirmation or did someone just, like, go on there and, like, see it and then... I'm pretty sure it wasn't there. I don't okay. think it was there and then it was there and then it wasn't there anymore. Okay, because I, I mean, I know, like, now that it's taken down, but I just, like, I I don't know. Is someone, like, checking it every day to, like... Because I don't know if it's, like, a case that, like, someone mm-hmm. saw it. It had always been there, but, like, someone went on and saw it. And then freaked out because mm-hmm. they didn't know it was always there. And then they took it down because they didn't want to, like, get people's, like, hopes up or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. But I would think that it wouldn't have been this thing if it had always been there. And I think people uh, know the One Direction's website more than, I mean, I do. I don't yeah, really that's know true. that well. I never go on. But I'm sure there's people who do check these things. Yeah. Um, it's like when, when new songs pop up on that writing copyright website. Yeah. Like, I'm not checking every day, but yeah. when it does happen, it's like someone's checking every day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know what this means. <laughs> it probably means nothing. They need to be careful, man. Like, I know. One Direction fans are the CIA. Like They really are. So, I don't know. I If they did that for no reason, that's just kind of, I don't know, man. Like... We're going to cling to anything, and, like, really will. they should know that, so <laughs> that's just kind of, I don't know, not great thinking on their part. Yeah. Um, and then, then in our last story, we have one <laughs> the most ridiculous story of the week. <laughs> one Direction is in trouble with the law. So, <laughs> I'm just going to read this from the, um, just from the uh, website that this story was posted on. I think it was... Uh, what is the inquirer maybe? Um, but so this is what it is what it says. World famous boy band One Direction will soon have a date with the Irish High Court. The boy band have been listed at, in a high court action along with a host of other songwriters. Um, 
rumor circulated last week that a One Direction reunion may be on the cards, but they were quickly quashed. (laughs) Quickly quashed? What does that mean? (laughs) Um, Now, however, it looks like they'll be reuniting for different reasons after an Irish law firm issued a high court action against the pop group. Irish member Niall Horan and his bandmates Liam, Harry, and Louis Tomlinson were all listed in the action. Former band member Zayn Malik, who recently went solo, is also listed in the proceedings along with British songwriter Jamie Scott and U.S. songwriters Julian Bonetta and John Ryan. Um, and then blah, blah, blah. Simcoe, the production company behind The X Factor, Big Deal Music, a publishing company that Ryan signed a contract with in 2013, Universal um, Publishing, EMI Music Publishing, and Sony Music Entertainment UK were also listed in the proceedings. Uh, Louth law firm Smith & Son issued an action for its client David Lewis last Thursday and have since refused to comment on the case. It is not known yet why the action has been brought or what the date for the case has been, if it's been set. This information will not be made available until the documents outlining the details of the case have been filed with the court. Hmm. So, it looks like One Direction, along with a whole bunch of their songwriting crew and the company that they write songs with, are in trouble with the Irish law for some reason. Um, And it also said along with, like, other musicians. I'm not sure if Hmm. that means, like, other musicians outside of One Direction. So, like, a whole bunch of different musicians are getting in trouble. Or if it meant, like, the songwriters who are musicians with One Directions plus the company that they work with. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but this is ridiculous. What is your reaction to this? <laughs> I was seeing this, um, and I thought it was a joke. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm just, I don't understand. Like, this is obviously fake. But then I was, like, seeing all the memes and the text posts that were coming out of this. It's like, oh, wait, I guess it's real. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. so confused. And that's honestly, like, I know it's serious or whatever, but, like, <laughs> the amount that people have been posting about One Direction and just, like, I think it's, like, I don't know, the meme crops have been really full and vivacious. And <laughs> I'm just, like, really, really I'm really happy. Because, like, the One Direction fandom is the funniest place to be on this earth. And it just, really like, is. When wow. something happens, you go on Tumblr immediately and you reblog every freaking post. Yeah, I saw you reblogging and I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, but, like, I, I, the only things I can think of what it would be, it would be, like, a copyright issue with, like, music or something, Yeah, right? I thought I saw someone talking about Story of My Life, but I guess that must just be rumors. I mean, and that may, that would make sense because Zane is involved, yeah. so it can't have been recent. It has to no. have been from, like, either Four or Midnight Memories. I don't know if it would go all the way back to, like, the first two albums. Um, but, yeah, because Zane's involved. And I, I don't think the boys would actually have to show up in court, right? I mean, honestly, I want them to. I like, would love One Direction reunion. Like, what are they going to wear to court? Seriously. I want to see their looks. Like We need a red carpet. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Zane would be forced to interact with them. Oh my god. Oh my god, perfect. We'll get back. This is when we trap them in the room, like we lock them in there. Yes! And it's actually just a secret ruse, and then we pop out of the judge's cloak, and it's just us as the judge, and we're just like. Maybe the Irish court, like, heard our podcast the other day when we were talking about trapping one direction and this is what they've come up with i mean i love it like i'm honestly i'm have you down. opened any emails from the irish court lately um <laughs> I, I haven't see. 
But like it could be maybe going to spam. Like we have to check right. that for sure. Uh, so true. We need to we need to check that. Um, yeah. But but I have written down some of the funny things I saw online yes. that have been the result of this because the <laughs> fandom just rolled with it immediately. I love it. Um, let's just go back and forth on this one. Okay. The first one said. So, okay, when can I buy tickets for the court? Will it be live-streamed? Oh my god, like, where's the periscope, you know? Like, no jury. Have the periscope open. <laughs> the periscope. I would go to Ireland to watch this happen. I know, like, bring some popcorn. <laughs> so great. What's um, the next one? <laughs> Irish court. I want to see One Direction. Wendy fandom. Get in line, pal. Wow, too true. Too real. So true. And I have this question later, but it sort of goes along with this one. If you had to sue 1D, if you were given the chance, what would you sue One Direction for? Wait, do you want me to answer now or later? Yeah, no, now. Um, not making Happily a single. Mm-hmm. Um, making you and I a single. <laughs> um, not Gary cutting his hair without giving us enough warning. <laughs> yes. Um, not releasing the 300 plus hours of footage they have for This Is Us. Uh-huh. Um, dropping, dragging down in the middle of the night when I said I was going to go to sleep early. Yes! <laughs> and when you were on a plane. <laughs> um, what else? There's so many things. There that, are like, so many things. All the songs that they've written but never released to us. Yeah, sue all of them for that. All of them. What, like, whatever happened to that fan art board that they took pictures against but never did anything with? Where did that go? Yeah, where is she now? Like... <laughs> God. Know. Also, I think it's like the Infinity one year anniversary someone was saying on Twitter. So like mm-hmm. they should that is when you release the music video cuz like if you Seriously. like you might as well it's probably there like mm-hmm. just put it just put it up there. Don't even edit. Just give I us don't the care. tracks. Stick them up. I, I can edit it for you. It's fine. Versions. I'll just like go on iMovie and throw it together. Like it's fine. Yep. Just like, you know, it's fine. Yes. Um okay, this next one is this is not the reunion, I mean, but where can I get tickets? Honestly. <laughs> I'll leave you on StubHub. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think one, Oh, what? wait. This isn't, like, a jury type of court, right? I don't really know how court I works. I have but, no idea. Imagine <laughs> I don't know being... the Irish high court. I barely <laughs> know the American courts. That's so fair. I was having my housemates explain, like, the difference between Congress and the House and the Senate. Oh, God. <laughs> day and they're like both really in like they know a lot about that and like on they're in like humanities and socially whatever stuff yeah i'm like on the science and psych side so like i don't know i mean that's not an excuse for not knowing the government but still like they know know. a lot about it i know i'm like learning more and more as like you know i don't know as my years come along but i feel like i should know it way more than i do like for the amount of time that we spent on the freaking judicial system of America, I should have a down pat, because we learn nothing else in American <laughs> history. Like, literally, no, we learn nothing except the, uh, what's it called? The Revolutionary War, in, yeah. from America's point of view. That's nothing bad. else. Literally nothing else. No. So, thank you, uh, U.S. public school system. <laughs> Wait, was that the one, the, the one we learned about the U.S. was when we had Grady together? Yeah. <laughs> That was a great class. That was a good time. Me and Caitlin won a 
um, competition for like who had the best presentation or something, which is hilarious because none of neither of us spoke in that class. So I guess no. they just thought that like these were like two like smart, quiet girls. So they're just like, oh, we had I guess no other friends. We didn't know anyone. They're just like, oh, they just must be must be aloof and mysterious because they're yeah. smart. But little yeah. do they know, just because we're don't want to talk in class. It was like, like everyone didn't want to vote for their friend to make their other friends feel bad. So we ended up with all the votes or something. <laughs> I mean, gave me that confidence boost. And I think she gave us, like, a pack of markers or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was great. Some colored pencils. I'm, I'm down. That's all I remember from 10th grade history. That's so true. We just remember our own personal victories yeah. and not, you know, history. Whatever. It's yeah. fine. Um, okay, and this last one is from Harry-Y on Tumblr. The other ones I saw a whole bunch, so I didn't really credit them. Plus, they were from random people that had non-appropriate names. <laughs> I kept that out of it. <laughs> um, but this one is a conversation between the judge, Louie, and Liam. Um, so you can be Louie, and I'll be the judge and Liam. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the judge says, how do you plead? Louie looks at Liam. Liam, mouths, not guilty. Louie, hot milky? <laughs> Liam, just lock him up. <laughs> oh my god. I would, this is so true. Louie would say hot milky. Oh my god, I feel like this is a, a quote from something. I don't know, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was our news, and that last story is just a whole bunch of fun, and I'm excited to see how that progresses. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for the memes to be back in fashion. I know. Uh, those were such good times when anything 1D was going on. You could just have Tumblr up, like, your YouTube up, your Twitter up, and it would be, like, the whole fandom was on their computers at the same time. I know. I think they're just so good, because, like, a lot of people have just been, like, saving up all this, like, pent-up 1D humor. Mm -hmm. And now they're just, like, letting it out, and I'm just like, yes, please yep. bathe me with it. Uh, I can't wait to get solo interviews and, like, see all this come back. Yes! So I'm so excited! Wow. So excited. Um, but our main discussion for today is a bit of a throwback. It's Wednesday, but it we might be out on Thursday or Friday, depending. I think we might. I mean, personally, for me, I think Fridays work best. So I think that might be the temporary okay, solution so for now. It's the temporary fix, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, yeah, look forward to it on Friday and we'll keep you updated when we... Um, or we'll announce a finalized one if that's what we end up continue doing. Yeah. Um, but so our main discussion this week is a Midnight Memories album review. Now, it took me a really long time to figure out what we were going to do. And I feel like I say that a lot. But this one, like, I had half an episode main discussion finalized. And then I changed it. And oh, my God. And pasted that somewhere else and, like, redid this. Because I started doing... The whole, like, sorting songs by genre. <clears throat> oh, jeez. And I also started doing... I did that. There's this Tumblr that we've mentioned before where it'll compare every single 1D song and it'll make an order of your favorite to least favorite, like, done in, like, a way by, like, comparing a whole bunch and it, yeah. it'll put all the songs. Um, and I did that as well. And some... I don't know. I was... There was a lot of things that I was like, I don't have enough time, or I need Kara to do this too, and mm -hmm. it would take too long, or this might be too boring to do it on air, the sorting. So anyway, I came down to talking about Midnight Memories, because Midnight Memories is a very eclectic album, um, yeah. and sort of like a, a transition point between like the first two albums and the next, the last two albums. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, 
And we haven't really, we've talked about past albums before, but more like in pieces, song mm-hmm. by song, or like talking about individual songs or how they just all relate in general, but not really like looking at each album and talking about it. Because we did that with Made in the AM because it came out um, and while we were doing the show, but all the other past releases of the albums we haven't had the podcast for. So I thought like, why not go back and talk about an album as a whole and what we thought about it in our experience listening back uh, at the time. And I thought Midnight Memories was a good one because we were both there for sort of like in the fandom for it. Um, the I don't th- I think both albums had been released. The first two albums had been released before I was really in the fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was definitely a, a big one. Um, and yeah, so we're going to go into it and talk about our feelings all about it. I love um, my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Midnight Memories was One Direction's third album, which was released on the 25th of November in Me 2013. Kara's birthday, which was very exciting for her. Mm-hmm. Um, though it leaked beforehand, correct? Mm, yep, it did. And you listened beforehand. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I did not listen beforehand. Um, and this album, we're going to get into our sort of first initial thoughts, but um, more facts for you. And these were pretty much all taken off the Wikipedia page. Got <laughs> so, it. Um, it debuted at number one on the Billboard charts, the US Billboard charts, making 1D the first group to have three number ones for their first three albums, which is cool. And it also became the best-selling album of 2013, selling, and now it's sold over 4 million copies. Um, I don't know if it was all sold, I don't think it was all sold in 2013, um, but yeah, even though it was released at the end of the year, it was still the best-selling album of 2013. Jeez, that's I know. crazy. Cray cray. Um, and leading up to the release on September 6th, Zane tweeted... What is Harry Styles up to, smiley face? And it, he attached a video link of Harry starting to spell out um, Midnight Memories with these pieces of papers with letters on it. What, like um, a ransom note? Like, <laughs> Yeah, they tried to do, it was like, with this release, and I don't really remember all of it, but I seem to remember this. Like, they, they had, like, little clues and fans were guessing and trying to figure out what they were spelling. Oh. Um, not only for this, because then the full video ended up, being posted to Wendy's uh, Instagram with the reveal of the full name of the album. Mm. But also leading up to it, they had a hashtag Midnight Memories track quiz where they had fans guessing what the tracks were called based on, like, sort of, like, letters with uh, words with blank spaces and, like, um, mixed-up letters and trying to guess what the songs were all called. Oh, I do dang. remember that. But, like, it just, like, came back to me as I was reading this. I totally forgot that they did that, which is actually really cool and fun. Yeah. Like, a fun way to involve the fans. Um, so that's cool, and they should do that, because that's cool. <laughs> um, did I don't know, like, did we... We didn't really participate in the guessing of that. Not that I remember. No, I don't remember. I wish I did, though. That was fun. I like, like, those kind of word games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, like, goes back to just, like, that Midnight Memories era. I think it was um, very different and sort of still pulled on, like, the first two albums in their eras where, like, the boys still interacted a lot on Twitter and God. were interacting with the fans and had fun videos and, like, stuff like that, um, which sort of died died down uh, with four and made in the AM. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, other things got up and there was just differences, so. yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to read the track list for this album, 
which is Best Song Ever, Story of My Life, Diana, Midnight Memories, You and I, Don't Forget Where You Belong, Strong, Happily, Right Now, Little Black Dress, Through the Dark, Something Great, Little White Lies, Better Than Words, and then the Deluxe Edition bonus tracks, Why Don't We Go There, Does He Know, Alive, and Half a Heart. So there's 18 songs in this album, which is a big album, but Mm -hmm. sort of similar to what One Direction has done with their other um, albums, so not too different. Um, Did I... I don't know where I put the sort of first reactions. Maybe we should just go into that now before we get into... Um, okay, things yeah. in general. What what were your first reactions to hearing the songs or hearing the album? I know you listened to songs beforehand, but do you remember anything about that? Yeah, I definitely do. It was like actually, it was my freshman year of college and it was fall semester, which I feel like um, is the hardest semester probably. Well, it's like hard in like a new way. And like mm-hmm. college, you know, has its ups and downs, but like definitely fall semester. Freshman year was really hard for me. And that um, weekend in particular was um, pretty hard because I had a fight with my roommate who I didn't really even know and I ended up crying and I fought with my best friend and it was just like kind of a mess and like my emotions were like pretty low um, and I was just like kind of in bed on like a Sunday night just kind of just moping around and like I saw that Midnight Memories had leaked and I was like are you actually kidding me like I think the universe is just planting a kiss on my forehead right now and um I just I I I just remember like I kind of do love when um it leaks a little bit just like that excitement and like Mm -hmm. you don't you don't know it's coming and like everyone trying to scramble to find, like, the tracks on Tumblr or Twitter or whatever, and, like, everyone talking about it, because I feel like that's, like, when the hype is, like, huge, is, like, when it Mm -hmm. leaks, so, um, I mean, I did, I did really enjoy waiting until, um, it came out and, like, like, prolonging it, so then you could have it over, like, a couple days, but I see, like, both ways, they both have, like, their ups and downs, so, um, I just remember specifically, because I didn't go in order, and I just, like, found, like, and listened to the tracks as they came up on my dashboard or whatever, whenever I searched them, um, like, I, like, heard happily and, like, just, like, chills, like, mm-hmm. like, went through my body. I was, like, smiling. I was, like, tearing up and, like, crying probably. And just, like, I just felt, like, felt so happy and just, like, I don't know, in that moment, like, it just really hit home how One Direction could make me feel so much better. And just, yeah. like, the healing power of One Direction is just crazy to me. And, like, honestly, that was, it really stuck out to me. And then also I remember on my actual birthday when it was truly released, um, like, learning how well it was doing on the charts was awesome. Um, it was my birthday. It was the day before um, I was going to get picked up for Thanksgiving break. And it sucked because all my friends were going home that day, like, a day before me because I had a bio exam the next day. So I just spent my birthday studying bio, but, like, One Direction's, like, accomplishments were there to, like, guide me with their light or whatever. And um, everyone who hadn't been... Um, listening to it like was listening to it now and you were listening to it and like text me your updates and stuff so like that was a good it was like a really good birthday I don't know because I really I just got to like kind of be by myself and like listen and appreciate One Direction so um yeah I I really think I just man I'm just so glad that they released this album like freshman year fall semester because it really it just helped me a lot yeah and I think the songs really like sort of go with that sort of feeling of newness and scary and yeah and I guess that's almost the vibe and just being a transitional album too sort of mm-hmm. going into a new like um era 
yeah, era and like leaving the very pure sort of bubblegum pop that yeah. we saw in the first two albums and going to into something new and it was that wow. transition. What a metaphor for high school into college, am I right? Whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember, I think I remember more, like, specific songs and moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know uh, some of the songs were released, like, leading up to the release of the album to, like, get people to pre- pre-order it. Yeah. Um, I think. And uh, they released some promotional singles. Diana was released on November 18th. Strong was released on November 20th. Oh, um, wow. I have a very distinct memory of listening to Strong, like, as I was getting ready, um, like, for the first time and just being like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Um, also, with Story of My Life, which was actually released in October, on October 18th, so um, more than a month before the album, I remember listening to that for the first time and hearing, like, the first like, guitar sounds coming in, and just, like, my whole face lit up, and Mm. listening to that, I was like, oh my god, like, this is, because best song ever was the first one we got back in August, and that's very different, that doesn't, doesn't tell a story of what the album is, you know, and I kind of want to know what we thought when best song ever came out, um, because that was released July 22nd, yeah, and then the um, I think maybe the music video came out later. I don't know. Apparently it came out July 22nd, which was really early. Oh, yeah, um, dang. And that, I don't know what our thoughts were about that. I mean, we loved the song and loved the music video, but I don't think we were necessarily thinking, like, oh, is how's the album gonna sound? Yeah. Um, and, but then Story of My Life completely flipped that on our heads, because that's something, that's a sound we hadn't heard really before. Um, and I was just, like, blown away and so excited to hear everything else. Um, and then, like, Half a Heart, which I've talked about, like, I was listening, um, in the rain, walking back to my dorm, and it was, like, just a really nice moment. Mm. Um, but I, I know that it was, I really strongly connected with my, like, transition into college as well. That's so fair and such an apt description, because it's, Mm. like, kind of, like, all over the place and, like, doesn't really have, like, one cohesive thing, because you're, like, trying out new (laughs) things and, like, trying to get your footing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Brilliant. 1D. <laughs> and, like, the thing is, like, that for us could have been, like, a different metaphor for someone else at, like, yeah. a different point in their life. But, like, it's weird how music, um, like, can connect that way and is so deeply ingrained with, like, your own experience. Yeah. Um, okay, so I mentioned the promotional singles, and then let's just talk about the singles in general. Best mm-hmm. song ever. Um, when that was released and the music video was released, it beat the Vivo 24-hour record. Um, which was, Miley held it um, before that, and I think um, Best Song Ever beat it with 12.3 million views, which is so weird, because now, like, the record's, like, up in the 20s or something. Um, But it goes to show you, like, how many more people are on YouTube and watching music videos. But I know that was a really special moment that, like, the fandom got together and was gonna, like, beat this Vivo record. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've talked about Best Song Ever on this podcast a couple episodes ago. We did a big discussion about it, but that was an awesome... Um, awesome uh, single and music yeah. video. Did you think it was a good choice to have that as their first single? Yeah, for sure. I think that, like, it kind of... It was, like, a little bit more, like... No, that opposite word there. Less poppy than, like, um, their other album. But, like, it bridged the gap really well, I think. Because, mm-hmm. like, especially with the guitar bits and, like, being kind of guitar heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still definitely, like, definitely pop. 
Yeah, and it kind of reminds me as Drag Me Down being sort of the song that they yeah. released as the first signal, si- signal, single for Made in the AM. It almost has that same, like, Drag Me Down, best song ever. I, I really relate those as similar um, songs and just, like, fun, upbeat, like, anyone could really like it type yeah. of thing. Um, then we had Story of My Life, which I said was released on October 18th. Um, and I also thought this was an excellent second single. I think it brought something new to, like, understanding what One Direction's music is going to be like in the future. And obviously it's done the best on radio, I think, out of all 1D songs except What Makes You Beautiful, which I also hear a lot still today. Yeah. Um, but I think that lots of people who were not fans really liked that song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of that song being chosen as a single? I think it's, like, their smartest move they've ever made in, like, their life. Um, I know. It clearly did so, so well, and it really, I think, I just remember, like, hearing that, like, so many people, like, outside the fandom were like, oh, this is One Direction, and I was like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, it is, buddy. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I can't think of, like, a time that I was more proud of One Direction and their single cho- choosing abilities. Well, their, you know, their publicist or whatever, their PR team. Yeah, and I remember for the music video going into this one being like, how are they going to top best song ever? Like, that was so incredible. And I thought Story of My Life, I don't know, topped it, but, like, was just on par with it. I loved what they did for the music video. Yeah, yeah. It was so good in, like, a different way because it, like, went for, like, the emotional thing other than, like, the humor or, like, rather than, yeah. And, like, who doesn't want the boys' families in there and, like, make you feel like you know them more and, like, see them as, like, real humans and, I don't know, it was just really lovey and happy and yes um and those two were just really excellent single choices and then i think the (laughs) worst then it's sort of like this is where nose dived (laughs) the line gets drawn (laughs) um the next single they had was midnight memories and that was released as a single on january 24th i didn't even realize they released (laughs) as a single so like that's saying something and i'm suing them over this music video (laughs) yeah but i oh yeah i guess singles or music, yeah. like, music videos have to be singles, but, like, I barely remember the music video either, so, like, sue them for that, too. hmm Yeah, I, this was just not a great choice. No. Um, the music video was not that good. It didn't live up to the first two, which is sad, because we had such high expectations at that point. Yeah. Um, I think they tried to, but it just didn't work. It was so weird, because it could have been good. I, I just, like, yeah. for some reason, just, like, really <laughs> flopped. Yeah. Um, and then, and the song just isn't great as a single either. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and then they had You and I, which was released April 15th, and that was their last single from this album. And again, not that interesting of a music video, um, not that great of a song, which we've talked about in the past. Um, what did you think of this as a single choice? It's just, like, just, it's... No, not definitely not a fan for a single like mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand why they thought that would be good. I don't know. I just feel like they really hit their stride with Story of My Life and I think they were like going for sort of like a more like Story of My Life isn't ballady though. Like like it has like mm-hmm. big notes but it's not ballad like straight up yeah. like you and I is. So I just feel like ballads are always hard to do on the radio unless you're Adele mm-hmm. then or like Sam Smith. Like you're not your ballads are probably not gonna do well. So like you should not put them on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> At least and try. I feel- and I feel like also at this time, like, songs like Mumford and, like, with Story of My Life, there was a lot of Mumford and Sons, mm-hmm. maybe some Phil Phillips, like, uh, fun, 
their songs all sort of had that very similar style and genre sounding. Yeah. Um, and it just fits so well with the times. And then you throw something like Midnight Memories, that's not going to do well no. on radio, you know, or yeah. you and I. Um, and I also think that this sort of was a bit of a marking of One Direction choosing good singles, <laughs> um, <laughs> just in general, because on Up All Night, they chose uh, What Makes You Beautiful, um, Gotta Be You. Yeah. One thing, like, those were all really good singles. And then we yeah. had, on the second album, we had, like, Live While You're Young and mm-hmm. Kiss You and Little Things, which all did quite oh, wow, well. Oh, yeah. um, And then, but then we go to four, and we had Night Changes and Steal My Girl. Jeez, <laughs> Both guys. not great choices. Um, and then for Made in the AM, Drag Me Down, I would no, say, is yeah. a good one. That's a standout. <laughs> that was really good. Um, but then... And then history, but that was after fans told them to change it from infinity, you know? I just, like, don't understand. It's like they choose exactly the opposite of what they should choose. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. understand, like, how they... I would love to be in the boardroom where they come up with this, because I feel like they kind of just, like, pick it out of a hat or, like, throw a dart at a dartboard. Like, it just seems so random. Like, where are the testing groups? Who are you asking? Like, I just am very confused. Or they pick the worst songs on the album, like Steal My Girl, like Infinity Ooh. Perfect. I don't know where they're getting these songs from. Well, but. we do know, but they shouldn't <laughs> they should keep them there. Like Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what happened. But they need to when they're doing solo music, they need to get back on board with choosing good songs. Mm-hmm. Um Zane did that with Pillow Talk, so hopefully there's hope for the boys. Not, like, being able to just start fresh and not feeling like... I feel like they felt like they had to use their singles as ways to transition um, to get, like, the fans on board or something. But it's, like, the fans are already on board. Like, go to the public rather than, like, trying to stick to some song as a transition song. I don't know. I agree. Um... But yeah, those are the singles. Which which songs do you think could have been singles for Midnight Memories? Happily, like oh, hands down, I think they should have won best song ever, Story of My Life, then Happily because it would have been perfectly it would have like perfectly complimented Story of My Life vibes. It would have mm-hmm. been perfect in the like pop climate of the time. Um mm-hmm. and <laughs> I just think I, like, honestly, I'm just really angry that they didn't choose it because it literally, I feel like it would have done well. I think that, yeah. like, it would have been really surprising to people. Like, they would have, like, kind of got a vibe that, like, I don't know, it, it just, like, would have made a great transition. And it really was a, such a standout song to me on this album. And I think that a lot of fans probably feel the same way. Um, and it's kind of, like, in the same vein as, like, oh, wow, it's really impressive that One Direction, like, this is a One Direction song, um, and just, man, what have you been, I, I, I just have a lot of feelings, but what about yeah. you, what do you think? I, well, I really do agree with Happily, um, firstly, but I also think, like, Don't Forget Where You Belong could have been a really good single, um, maybe, uh, Strong, or some of just, like, some of the more folky-sounding ones, yeah. The Dark, I just feel like those would have done really well on radio play, just like Story of My Life did. I don't know why they didn't say, like, oh, Story of My Life has been doing so well. Let's pick our third and fourth single more in this genre. Like, why go back to something that just doesn't work, you know? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if they, like, had this plan all thought out and they're just like, Mm -hmm. oh, we have to put out Midnight Memories because it, like, is the title of the album. Or just, like, I don't know, man. Just, like, you gotta be willing to change things and, like, grow with the times. Exactly. And, like, look at what's going on with, 
what songs are doing well. The only worst thing they could have done was made something great a single. Oh. <laughs> or right now. Right now, yeah. Oh my god. Either of those ones. That's so fair. Uh, <laughs> um, and would you, what would you have chosen for a music video for Happily? Um, something fall oriented. Mm-hmm. I think sort of like in the same like aesthetic look as um, Story of My Life. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it could be different, really. Um, I'm not really, nothing like really calls to mind. Um, but also, you know, it'd be cool. I know they would never do this, but like in my dream world, the lyrics of Happily suggest, um, kind of like an LGBTQ relationship Mm -hmm. just because like, you know, um, what is the lyrics? Like, I don't care who, what people say when we're together or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that that would be a pretty cool thing to like show, um, queer like couples and just like in like a fall aesthetic background, like pumpkin picking. Yes. (laughs) Apple picking, all the kind of picking in a haunted house, you know, with actual goblins and witches, uh, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Definitely the fall (laughs) aesthetic, something just really like emotional and meaningful. Yeah. Rather than having, like, them walk up a dock. <laughs> uh, see, that's, like, the thing. That's, like, why what I thought was being copyrighted, but it's not because Ben Winston isn't, like, listed because there was this oh, whole drama yeah. of you and I feeling <laughs> um, the whole, like, morphing and, like, walking on a dock or whatever. Not the walking on a dock. It's just, like, the morphing faces into each other mm-hmm. um, type vibe from another artist, but obviously it never went through, and this isn't what they're talking about, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really know. Yeah. Maybe the Irish court is just like missing one D and they want them back together, so they've decided to do this. Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Maybe it's a one D fan who's like the Irish court leader. <laughs> I mean that'd be great. Like hit us up if you wanna like be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we'll have you on, no problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, and then how do you think the sound of Midnight Memory is different from the previous two albums? Just like we know it goes from sort of pop sounding to something way more eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see that, like, musically translating, I guess? Um, I think that, um, yeah, like you said, it was the t- first two are, like, classic, just pure pop. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was thinking about this. Um, usually people's sophomore albums are, like, pretty weak. But, like, mm-hmm. Take Me Home is a freaking masterpiece and I will it not really be told is. differently so like honestly I'm just proud of One Direction for like beating the like sophomore slump or whatever it's called and just like hitting it out of the park with that but I know this isn't a t- take me home um discussion so midnight memories um I think that it's interesting because like I, when you were doing polls on Twitter which I don't know if we're going to talk about or not I was really interested on like how you grouped the songs together because like mm-hmm. when you like listed the four songs that you put under pop I was like I don't know if I'd classify that as pop but then I like went to the album and I was like I don't know what the heck I classify as pop other than best song ever yeah um I know it was definitely hard to choose what songs I was gonna pick plus there's like more than four choices for a lot of them yeah um what did I say let me see I would think like maybe the bonus tracks are pop so like they kind of just shoved it in the bonus tracks like why don't we go there does he know um half a heart kind of sounds Mm -hmm. like take me home-ish um But I think that, like, yeah, they definitely just kind of, like, are experimenting with a lot of different styles here. And I think that, like, more than anything else, we're getting, like, a huge variation. And it's so weird because, like, I listened to this album before we recorded this. And I was just, like, the track listing is so weird. 
and it feels like I have something on shuffle and it's just kind of like all of One Direction's like three albums on shuffle mm-hmm. and like because I don't know it just like seems like it just like kind of jumps around but also I was thinking like they can't really like clump like the folksy songs the rock songs the pop songs together because then that would just be really weird um I don't know I don't really I'm kind of just rambling right now but it, I think that like yeah eclectic is like the word to describe this mm-hmm. bad boy with yeah, and, and while while the the next two albums following this one have also been quite eclectic, I think this one just had very sort of different categories. I don't know, more so than maybe what we've seen, or we just got used to it. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, I definitely think it was, like, they were trying new things, all wanted, like, to see different sounds and see where they could go. And I think also, like, the songwriting, they all stepped it up and did a lot of songwriting on this mm-hmm. album. Um more so than the first two, and they had more um, say in what was getting done, Mm -hmm. um, just more involvement in the process. And I think that also came out when you watch, like, interviews and leading up to the album and once it was released. And even in concert when they talked about their songs, I mean, I always think of Niall's Don't Forget Where You Belong speech. God. um, And I know you bring that up a lot. (laughs) Um, And my tears that accompany. Yes. Yes. Um, And you can just feel... Like, they're so much more passionate about these ones because it was, like, almost their first time to really feel like they were truly, uh, like, a creator in their album, which I think was apparent in, like, the songwriting and in the fact that it is eclectic and transitioning from the first two albums to something new. Mm -hmm. Um, And do you think this was a good thing? Do you think it was important or why so? Why why did it need to happen? Um, I don't know because I'm trying to think, like, would I have rather have had them, like, do a whole album in sort of, like, the story of my life vein. Um, and, like, in some ways, I think that I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if, like, the demographic and, like, I don't know if that would... I mean, honestly, like, think of how good story my life did, though, because I'm trying to think, mm-hmm. like, would the demographic allow it? But I feel like you they could have went more, like, less pop than they did mm-hmm. and made a more cohesive album, because I just feel like cohesive albums are, like... Just, like, they tend to, like, be looked at better. Just because, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. There's something to be said just, like, at, about a piece of, like, art that, like, just all goes together and just, like, yeah. feels like it's one, like, living, breathing thing instead yeah. of just kind of, like, oh, now we're here, now we're there, now we're there. Yeah. Like, I feel, like, really confused and erratic. But I think maybe that's where they were at their career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they were kind of just experimenting a lot with, um, I mean, first of all, just getting into songwriting, like you were saying, so maybe they just, like, didn't really know how to, like, you know, I think this it was necessary, because mm-hmm. um, with the fact that they only had, like, a year in between albums, like, they don't have a lot of time to, like, really draw out the process of, like, learning, like, what their likes and dislikes are in music, so, like, they kind of, I don't know, that's why I'm, I, I loved having a new album once a year from One Direction, but also I feel like their albums kind of suffered a little bit because they had to kind of, like, do all this changing exploration of themselves, like, mm-hmm. so, so, like, quickly. And they it didn't, like, really get to, like, process and, like, settle in and, like, sort of, like, festers. Not the word I'm looking for. What's it <laughs> called? Like, when you marinate. Marinate. That's what the word is. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I would kind of like to know, like, the order of which they wrote this in. I think that would be kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Um, I don't even remember the question, but yeah, I think it is necessary. I think that maybe if they had more time, it would have turned out differently. But I think that because it was such a short amount of time that they kind of just had to like, 
uh, experiment and like put together this sort of like Frankenstein of an album that wasn't bad, but I think that like it kind of does have its like shaky parts to it. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think it was necessary in terms of like opening up the pathway for the next two albums. Like if yeah. you think of like what they did on four and what mm-hmm. they did in Maine in the AM, it does stem from like Midnight Memories where they opened up this like ability to have a lot of songs together and maybe maybe like uh sort of tailor to each of the boys what yeah. they each want to do and have them do songs that they're all passionate about but like somehow fit them together um and just like because they did try out so many genres like we got awesome songs like in like in 4 we have like where do broken hearts go um but we also have uh like songs like Girl Almighty. That's so true. like and we and Fireproof, which is also very different. And mm. like we had sort of the genres tweaked a bit that we sort of saw in Midnight Memories. Um but maybe we wouldn't have gotten those songs if they didn't get to try them out and and make them on another album and like not just like write them but like fully go and produce them and put yeah. them on an album and all this type of stuff. And like we got Story of My Life, which ended up doing brilliantly, so then mm-hmm. they saw that that is a really awesome sound to have. Maybe that didn't, like, fully carry over in the next two albums, but I think we do have some touches of that in other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do think it was really important, and just cool, because I do like a good eclectic 1D album. Yeah, um, I feel like it would be weird if it wasn't. Like I know, just, it would be. It's it so weird be. to think about something else existing where Midnight mm-hmm. Memory stands, because it just, mm-hmm. like... If they didn't have this and they wanted to go for a more, like, refined sound, like, who knows what songs we could have been missing right now, right. like... Like, what if they hadn't chosen to do the folksy ones? Yeah. Like, what if they had chosen to stick with pop? Oh, God, or, like, or what if they went with the Midnight Memory sound? Like, think of that. <laughs> Just think of the horrors that could have laid there. Like, I honestly, when I was rating my songs, and I don't want to, like, give everything away, because I think we're going to do that for an album, Yeah. but just looking at the folksy songs, and I say folksy, but, I mean, you know, they're not pure folksy, but, like, the story of my life, and, like, strong and happily, the ones with more guitar and acoustic sounds, um, like, those are some of my favorite songs just One Direction has done in general on all the albums. Yeah. Um, Some of my favorite songs come from this genre on the Midnight Memories album. Um, and I don't know where we would be if I didn't have those songs. Like, I love those songs so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, and what is the next question I have? Let's talk about Midnight Memories as an eclectic transition album, which we just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I wanted to, I guess I wanted to break down um, what those sort of sections are. We've been hinting at them. Um, talking about they had the pop sounds more like best song ever. Why Why did you say, um, like, I sort of thought, like, better than words and does he know we're more on the pop side. What songs would you say fit into that sort of more pop, like, fit goes back to the older album sounds? Um, let's see. I'm dragging this up. Okay, so obviously best song ever. Um, uh, I don't know, because, like, I, I don't know. I mean, Little White Lies, although I guess it's kind of more rock. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to think if I could see that on Take Me Home. Like, that's kind of, like, my gauge, my, like, mm-hmm. system of this. Um, I think that, like, uh, it could be on Take Me Home, although I feel like it's a little edgier, um, mm-hmm. Little White Lies is. Better Than Words, somewhat. Does He Know For Sure? And Why Don't We Go There? Like, I think those two 
um, why don't we go there? Does he know? Or like, they could have been and take on take me. Yeah, home. I I almost sort of associate them with. Yeah, me I don't right? think like thinking of Midnight Memories. I do not think of Does He Know and Why Don't We Go There. I mean, I don't think of all. those songs at all. But like, if I wouldn't <laughs> think of them, I would think of them. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, no, I totally agree. Like, I I definitely would have thought they were on. If you had asked me, I probably wouldn't have said Midnight Memories. I would have said Take Me Home. Yeah, or Up All Night. One of them. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. So yeah, so there is that sort of pop sound. Um, and what do, what do you think sort of marks that? Like, that we sort of put them in that category together? Um, I think upbeat, sort of like saccharine, like very sugary sweet uh, mm-hmm. lyrics, like very service level lyrics. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's like kind of sound, and I guess we could, we had some like, slower, softer sounds in, like, the first two albums, but, like, that's not what I associate it with. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no song on this album that's, like, slow. I mean, Half a Heart could be on Take Me Home, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it kind of, like, is a little... It bridges the gap a little bit. Like, it's yeah. not, like, not fully back there, like, where... Mm-hmm. Why don't we go there? And Does he know our... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think... Um... I don't know what I was just about to say. <laughs> That's the worst. I know. And you sound like you're about to go into something. And yeah. Just, like, and then you're just like, nope. Like, wall. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. But, okay. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to say that um, I think pop, too, is a hard genre in general to define. Because pop mm-hmm. really just means, like, popular music. And that's always sort of changing. And do you call, like... Ed Sheeran pop, as well as Adele pop, as well as, yeah. like, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, and, like, what is pop, you know? Who is... Who, who is am pop? I? Like... <laughs> yes. God. So, I think, like, while this album is all pop, you can, like, sort of break it down into sections. It's it's hard. It's hard to... And yeah. I do want to have a discussion about, like, breaking One Direction songs in general up into, into categories, so we don't have to get fully into it. Um, but the next category, I sort of... Uh, teased out Mm -hmm. um, was the rock pop um and Mm -hmm. i had songs like midnight memories or little black dress um also like little white lies Mm -hmm. uh what else would you stick into that section or do you agree with that as a um a section yeah i think so um maybe alive did you say alive yeah Uh, i didn't say it but yes i would have it okay um i maybe diana Mm-hmm. Yep, Diana. Um, because Don't Forget Where You Belong, I think, has, like, a little more, like, I think I would place it with, like, Story of My Life and Happily if I had mm-hmm, to same. put it somewhere. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's it for, that's where I'm drawing the line of rock and pop. Yeah, I, I agree. And those, those sounds, I think we got more heavy guitar, like, metal sounding. I know that's what the boys also talked about when they talked about, like, the rockier sounds. Yeah. Um, they did talk about the instruments that were being used in it. Yeah. Um, they're just... I think of them, like, Midnight Memories, they're very, like, loud, and Little Black Dress is, like, loud and, like, Mm -hmm. very sort of punchy, as Harry has said before. (laughs) Um, Like, they're just, like, sort of um, in your face, and I don't know. I mean, they're they're good songs, for sure. Yeah. Um, But definitely stand very differently than the other sections mm-hmm. um and you 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 used to say like little black dress was something that like reminded you of like classic rock right yeah it reminds me of the 80s like mm-hmm. it just like gives me distinct 80s vibes and like granted i'm not great with decade naming and stuff but um mm-hmm. i've seen other people say that it like 
definitely seems like it should be like an 80s prom like mm-hmm. music video or something so yeah yeah um i agree um and then we have i have the folk section yeah um which folk meaning sort of like acoustic guitar like indie pop i'd say indie pop because it's still yeah. definitely pop like all of this is goes yeah. back to pop yeah like, like, we're not it, calling just... One Direction, like, your hottest new, like, banjo <laughs> folk band. I mean, I'd love it, but... Oh, my God. If Harry does that... Like... Oh, my God. He should be, like, playing, like, a washboard or something, you know, that thing. <laughs> that would be brilliant. I'd love it. Oh, so good. Um... Look at Gord. He's, <laughs> like, playing a Gord. <laughs> yes. Him and Niall, I could feel like they form a duo. Like, Gord and Banjo playing duo. <laughs> that sounds like a pub name. The Gord and the Banjo. <laughs> I've, like, noticed that, like, um, when I was in England, like, pubs were just, like, two nouns and just, like, and, so it'd just be, like, the horse and the lion or, like, the crown and the hand or something. Like, it's always like that. The gourd and the banjo. I mean, sounds great. I started. Yeah. Um, so for these, this genre, I picked Strong, Happily, Story of My Life, Don't Forget Where You Belong, Through the Dark. Yep. Um, what other songs are there that we can stick in that category? I think that Something Great goes in there. I mean. Something Great. Right now sort of goes there, I think, just because, like, I don't really know where I don't, I really can't, like, pick those off because I don't listen to them that much, you know? Like, I know what they sound like, but, like. I don't know them as distinctly as I know some of the other songs. Yeah. Um, Because they are sort of those washy way songs a bit. I think we talked about that. That's very fair. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I do know when we did talk about it, though, either right now or, um, or, uh, what is the other one? Uh, Something Great. Something Great. (laughs) There was some... (laughs) So Um, telling. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Um, There was, like, I think I said, like, there was a moment that it could have gone more to the mm-hmm. folksy, like, good side, but they, like, put in this weird production sounds that sounded more, like, kind of, like, overproduced in the background that, yeah. like, took away from, like, the strip-back feel that we sort of saw. Like, Strong, you think so much of, like, Louis's voice, like, being so raw on it, you yeah. know? Like, the just, and Happily is so much, like, hairy. I don't know. You just, and I feel like there's such a personal thing that, stands out about the folky section that like they all feel more um like uh I don't know warm and autumny and yeah. like raw and I don't know all these like fiery warm feelings um and then something great almost has this kind of like ice feeling a bit to me or just cuz it has something over it that like is holding me back from that warmth yeah, it just, like, it could, it's, I don't know, some, like, emotional barrier that, it's, like, a uh-huh. barrier to entry that I just, like, can't get past that, like, uh-huh. there's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, because it, like, could be, like, I I don't even know. I did listen to this album before, and I literally can't even remember listening to something great. I think I zoned out. I think <laughs> I honestly just, like, like, blocked those four minutes or whatever out of my brain. Uh-huh. So, I mean, God. <laughs> I know it. It's hard to remember. And no, I also found that when I was doing the writing, um, where it, the one that I talked about earlier, where it'll put two of One Direction songs next to each other, and you have to choose which one you like better, mm-hmm. um, or if you like them the same, or if you don't have an opinion. Yeah. Like there were songs that I was like, I literally can't judge this right now because I don't have it in my mind because it's yeah. such a wash to me. Like exactly, I don't have an opinion on this, so I do want to like go back and do it more carefully rather than just like. I feel like I randomly click for a lot of them. Yeah. it does take a long time mm-hmm. to do that. 
Um, and for people who are looking how to do that, it's on half-measures.tumblr.com, um, or you can Google, like, uh, One Direction song sorter, and it will bring you to a Tumblr, which is just a really awesome thing. Um, but, like, I, there's just some songs that just, like, wash out to me, and I don't have opinions on them. Um, so my next question is, what songs do you think on this album could still make it onto a One Direction album? Like, what has, what sounds have sort of, were the more mature ones, the ones that we could still see cropping up? Um, I think, let's see, Happily, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Don't Forget Where You Belong, I think, kind of stands Mm -hmm. up there. Story of My Life, obviously. Um, All the folksy ones. (laughs) Did I say Happily already? Because, Yeah. yeah, Through the Dark for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are the ones that I would put up there. Yeah. I, so, I think yeah, those ones yeah. remind me a lot of, like, home and history, yeah. which also have very similar feels to me. Um, and I feel like they belong together on their own, like, little island with all these other sort of folky pop, indie pop songs mm-hmm. um, that just would still work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, just talking about each of the boys on the album how they each stood out, because I think they do each in their own way. And I wanted to start with Louis because, as I mentioned, the boys did a lot more songwriting on this, but I checked the credits and he wrote, he was credited for writing 12 out of the 18 songs, which is the most he's done on any of the albums. Oh, wow. Um, I think even for and and Made in the AM. Um, I don't know how much he actually felt he did in each of the songs. Mm. You know, like, maybe he felt more involved with Made in the AM than he did Midnight Memories, but I know he was credited for more songs. And I and it was a thing where Liam and Louie were saying, like, yeah, we did a ton of writing for this album. Like, we're so much more involved, which is really cool. Um, and I think in that way, he stands out. Um, I know Strong was a song that I associate with Louie so much because his voice is awesome on it. Did he write on Strong? Yeah, he wrote, um, it was just him along with Bonetta, Scott, and Ryan. Okay. So, none of the other boys. Okay, because for some reason I was, like, thinking that, like, somehow I associated with Strong with him for, like, no other reason other than his voice, but, like, his mm-hmm. voice and his songwriting, like, just come together yeah. to, like, create just, like, this perfect, like, package of, like, a song. I know. Such a good song. Yeah. That, like, um, that's definitely the standout for Louis on this album mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. How about what did you have for Liam standing out? Uh, he also wrote nine out of the 18 songs, so he was a, a big songwriter there. This is weird, because I know it's kind of, it's like a, what's it called? It's a bonus track, but for some reason, Alive stands out mm-hmm. to me. Like, when I think Liam, I think Alive, like, when I'm looking through all these, um, maybe, I don't know, I can't really think of, like, what's, like, an iconic Liam, like, note or whatever. Um, I mean, does You and I, he has some, like, not that it's our favorite song, but for some reason that's, that I picked that one out, and Half a Heart, I do yeah, really Half a remember heart, yeah. his, his voice being on that. Not that he wrote Half a Heart or You and I. Um, but there's obviously yeah. something that, like, grabs yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then for Niall, obviously Don't Forget Where You Belong, mm-hmm. because he was really in, he, like, he wrote that song with um McFly the band um and he's so proud of it and his voice sounds incredible on it and this is what his album should sound like mm. <laughs> um are there any any other moments on the album that Niall really stands out to you um 
I just think that like don't forget where you belong right now is just like the only thing that's really coming to mind because it's just so strong that it's just like mm-hmm. anything else like doesn't even compare. Yeah. And then Zane, best song ever. I know that was sort of a big moment when he did high notes that way. Yeah. Um, while we had seen it somewhat in the first two albums, um, it wasn't really until best song ever came out, which was the first the first song we heard from this album, where it was like Zane high notes is a thing. Yeah. Like that was like a big thing, and it had carried on into four and into other songs and made it uh, in Midnight Memories. Um, not made in the AM. Oh, <laughs> uh, nope, not there. But also we see that on You and I, which I feel like is the, yeah. the Zane song of the mm-hmm. album for me. And it's weird because, like, looking through all of these, like, I guess that, like, Zane is kind of so far out of my mind at this point that I can't mm-hmm. even, like, remember other songs that he's in because, like, it just doesn't seem like that any of the other songs, like, fit with Zane and, like, his mm-hmm. voice or his perso- personality. So I'm just, like, confused at the fact that Zane's on, like, better than words or something also mm-hmm. wait through the dark i remember he, he did some like runs um on that so through the dark and mm-hmm. you and i i think are the two zane songs for me mm-hmm. and, and it does show a bit though that you maybe don't associate him as yeah. much with the songs because he was only credited for writing one song and that was story of my life wow. which all the boys wrote on but he uh, like you know yeah. everyone else had a song that was like really theirs or like Louis or Liam who wrote on a ton of them um mm-hmm. but Zane only on the one that they did as a group so it's like how much was he invested in the album when Dang. he didn't even write any of the songs you know wow uh, yeah it's interesting to look back at that and be like could we have predicted him not caring not that he didn't care but him wanting not being invested in the music not doing what he wanted um like while all the boys were writing songs for the album what songs were he writing was he writing and where are they you know i wonder like what he was doing or if he was just like really like sad about being like kind of trapped in one direction that he wasn't like getting any creative outlet cuz he kind of just could could only see what was in front of him which i like understand mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just like, oh man, I hope this is covered in his raw scrapbook tell all that he's going to be releasing on November 1st or something. (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah. But it's, it was shocking to me. I was like, wow, only one song and the one that he wrote with everyone else. It was like. Especially because like Louis like, like wrote so, so much. And like, I feel like, you know, the Zooey dynamic duo. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just like. Strange. What was what was Zane doing, dude? Like I don't know. Like, could you imagine like showing up and being like, "Okay, this is your album," and like not having been involved, but everyone else who's singing with you is involved? I feel like that would just be really weird. Yeah, because it's almost like when all your friends kind of like grow up and mature, and you're like left behind, and you're just like, mm-hmm. "What the heck?" Because yeah. like everyone else was involved. It's something different when it was like up all night and take me home mm-hmm. when not no one was involved really. But then, like, this one, where, like, like Louie wrote over two-thirds of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, three-fourths? I don't know. I don't know math. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, like, I feel like it, it just, like, kind of, like, led a chain reaction to, like, him being less invested, like, because he wasn't mm-hmm. invested, like, at all. So, like, I don't know. I could, I could absolutely see, like, feeling like you're kind of, like, putting on this weird performance. I mean, you literally are because you're, like, putting on a performance, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, pretending that it, like, means something to you emotionally and, like, it literally does not because you didn't write the words at all and didn't have any right. input. Right. Yeah. It's sort of sad. Yeah, it is sad. Um, and then we have Harry, uh, yeah. who 
did, I think for this one, what was most stood out to me with Harry, I think he wrote about four of the songs, Mm -hmm. um, but what stood out was that he was writing songs with people outside of the 1D songwriters. Mm. Um, When Liam and Louis wrote, they were always writing with Julian, Benetta, and Scott, uh, Ryan Scott, Scott Ryan, or what are their names? Scott and Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John Ryan and... Uh, Wayne Hector and Ed Druitt, like all the ones that we've heard before. Yeah. Um, but Harry went out and wrote happily with Savan Kotecha. He actually Carl... wrote um, What Makes You Beautiful, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, and he writes um, with like, Ariana Grande and a lot of other people. I just like follow him on Twitter because he's a that's cool. cool guy, so that's how I know. <laughs> uh, and then he wrote something great with Gary Lightbody from Skull- Snow Patrol and Jackknife Lee. Um, and that was something that we didn't see on the first two albums because when the boys did have songwriting credits, it was on more like group songs and with the one, the songwriters who wrote a lot of their songs. Um, but this sort of started Harry going off or we seeing Harry go off with other artists, um, which, and, and writing songs, which progressed into like uh, what happened on four and what happened in made in the AM. Um, his songwriting credits are not usually with people who usually write with the band yeah. or with other people, which I think is really cool, and it, it gives me hope into, like, what his solo album will be like and who he's writing with and taking inspiration from. Yeah, it's just crazy how he could have written both my favorite song, Happily, and one of my least favorite songs, Something Great. <laughs> it's just so crazy to me. I know. And and it's so weird because Gary Lightbody is a really awesome songwriter. He's got He's got the song Chasing Cars, which is that beautiful one about, like, lying and looking at the stars and asking like will someone like wait hold time and wait you know the famous one I don't know look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about yeah I think I do um you'll recognize it when you hear but that is such a beautiful song and so detailed and so special and so personal um and then like something great we don't think so um but I, I actually saw on on one of our polls something great was coming out as like one of the top songs for um, one of the picks. So it? is right now, and I was like, whoa. Like, I know. It's weird. I don't know if our opinions are just, like, different and we feed into each other, or, like, I what, don't know. but... I don't I don't feel like there... We, I mean, we've seen what happens in fandom. Like, we see what the fandom likes, and I haven't seen those as standout songs. I have seen Right Now is, like, whenever I see someone saying that this song is underrated, it's always Right Now, people say. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not. I know, it's rated exactly where it should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, in my own opinion. But I know that yeah. people really like that one. Interesting. Um, I mean, Harry wrote on that one, too, but with mm-hmm. uh, some of the other boys, I think. Um... But yeah, I think, is there other ways you saw Harry stand out on the album? Definitely his leading vocals in Story of My Life, like... Yes! Oh, I totally forgot about that. So good. And I just think Mm -hmm. that he, I mean, he leads a lot of songs, and a lot of his, like, Mm -hmm. he does a lot of the chorus vocals, but I think that this one was just so strong, and, like, the fact Mm -hmm. that we heard it, not only so many times on the radio, but he did it so many times live, and it was just so strong. That... And and leading vocal, too, where... It doesn't sound like a leading vocal plus like five harmonies on top of it. Like no. it really sounded yeah. very much hairy on this on the choruses. Yeah, I agree. Um, which I don't think we also had in the past album, so that was sort of something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of cut you off there. Did you have something else to say? No, I don't have any other songs. Like I know he obviously probably led other songs, but I really think "Sorry, My Life" is the only one that really comes yeah. to mind. Yeah, that was definitely a, a moment, especially because the live ones, like you said. Yeah. Um, and then if you had to pick your least favorite songs from the album, what would be your three least favorite songs? Let's see. I would say Something Great, 
Um, I don't know if right now deserves to be in there. <laughs> I would say maybe why don't we go there and does he know? Just because, like, they're really... They both blend together, and to be honest, like, I kind of think of them as one song and sometimes don't even think of them at all. So, like, at least right mm-hmm. now, stands out in my brain, maybe because, like, everyone says it's underrated, so I'm, like, every time I'm listening mm-hmm. and being like, hmm, maybe I should like this more than I do. So at least it, like, stands out in my mind with something. But, like, why don't we go there? Does he know? One of them, mm-hmm. st- like, starts out exactly like Jesse's girl. When I'm And I don't know. That's the only reason I'm, like, thinking. I don't even know which one it is. So, like, those are my uh-huh. those are my bottom three, I'd say. What about you? Yeah. I, I would, yeah, it's hard because I don't like you and I, and I don't like something great. Really? And you and I all the way down to the bottom, though. I don't know. I mean, if I was to do a bottom five, it would be... Probably you and I right now something great. Why don't we go there and does he know? Yeah. But also Little White Lies, I'm not too pleased about just based on the song lyrics. Mm-hmm. So that like drops it down a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it. I think it's interesting to think of like what genre those all fit in. Because um, those for both of us are more like the pop ones. Yeah. Um, slash some of the rockier ones a bit. Um, for me. But um, none of the folksy ones made it into there. And I think yeah. that does say something about how much those songs in particular were were liked by the fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any other sort of analysis of, of those? Um, not really, no. So then what would you choose as your top favorite three oh, uh, songs off the album? Okay, so obviously Happily. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this is hard. Okay. We're top five. It's too hard to pick. Okay, yeah. Two. So happily strong. Don't forget where you belong. Haha, that rhymes. Um, best song ever. And uh, I don't know. I don't think Story of My Life is quite up there. I think it's in the second tier. So I'll do top four, and those are my top four. Um, I would say the four you chose mm-hmm. <laughs> plus Story of My Life. Okay. I also really like Through the Dark. I was just looking at that one and being like, dang it, like... Yeah. Like, I love Best Song Ever. It's different, but I love it. And then just pretty much all the other folk songs. Yeah. Like, I love those ones, and they sound so, like, they just have... I don't know, like, just a feel. Yes, (laughs) I feel you. Yeah, and... And I think people would... I think the fandom would sort of tend towards that. Though when I asked on Twitter... Um, which songs people, which genre people liked best, um, the rockier songs and the, um, folksy songs, um, were tied, and then the pop songs had, like, barely any votes, um, which was interesting. I mean, if you, if you're looking at the genre in general for all One Direction's albums, I could see where rockier might, like, come up near the folky sounds, because you have something like, um, Where Do Broken Hearts Go, which is, like awesome and like rock me although that's pop like still there's like a more of like an intense guitar on that one that's sort of reminds me of midnight memories like they're (laughs) basically guns and roses like just (laughs) pretty much guitar in a 1d song and they're basically whatever up with the legends Yeah. yeah exactly um but yeah, I, I think the, the folksy ones definitely um, are the, on the top there. And and looking at, like, the songwriting of them, I think they're more personal. I think there's just, like, a, a warmer feeling to them than some of the other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking, like, a, like, Don't Forget Where You Belong. There's so much more personality mm-hmm. to that song than something great. Um, and, like, the story of my life, while the lyrics don't necessarily make sense, uh, although we did discuss them. That's <laughs> like, true. Like, the music video brings a whole new element. And Best Song Ever, the music video brings more depth to the song 
than maybe what's presented by the lyrics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That sort of wraps up our discussion for Made in the mm. AM. I really liked this. I don't know why we didn't ever think of doing album discussions before. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes we just have these epiphanies where we're like, oh, we have three more episodes we have now that we can do. Um, and then let's go into recommendations for the week. Um, I have a couple recommendations. My first one is to listen to Vance Joy's album. He's the singer who sings the song Riptide, which if you don't know it by name, you'll know it by sound of the song. Um, really awesome album. And I also just want to encourage people, and this is what I did with this album, that if you like a song, go listen to the artist's entire album because you're probably going to like it. And like sometimes you might be like, oh, there's no new music or like I can't find this any- anything or like something. If there's a single that you like, go listen to the album. And that's how I found so many more artists that I love. Like, I know I did that with, like, James Bay, and now with Vance Joy, and 1975. Like, there's a lot of artists. And then you just listen to it, and maybe you're not going to, like, grasp onto it right away. But if you keep listening, you're going to, like, understand their music and understand who they are. Um, And then I also just wanted to put a little reminder in there for people, because I had an experience today where I volunteer with... um, uh, working with kids from the local high school where my college is. Um, and there was a girl who uh, was told by a teacher who she was asking a recommendation letter um, from that she was, like, quiet and didn't speak up in class or something to a teacher that she, like, really sort of looked up to and thought they had a bond. And then I don't think the teacher said it in, like, a purposely mean way, but it was just, like, kind of a really judgmental thing. And she ended up crying when she was telling me and this other woman Um, and I just, I completely related to her a hundred percent of the time, like a hundred percent. And I've been in those situations and I know a similar thing happened to me over the summer where someone told me I was quiet and I had been really pushing myself to not be quiet. So it was kind of like a devastating blow to hear something like that. Um, and I just, I told her like, I, after the lady I work with talked to her, who's a little bit older and maybe wasn't saying all the right things she was trying though, but she's like, you're such a nice girl. And I was like, okay, listen, screw her. Like you do you don't let anyone tell you that you're doing you wrong. And like, don't let anyone label you in a way that you don't want to be labeled or put you in a box or tell you that you're they're this type of person. Cause they don't know who you are. And if you're feeling that way or you're not, you don't, you feel like you're not acting right in class or not social enough or like someone's going to put a label on you and mark you for who you are in this situation, it doesn't mean that's who you are as a person. And screw everyone who like tries to not let you live the way you're living your life. And also like learn the way you want to learn. Like, are you kidding me? Like there's literally like evidence that introverts learn better like processing in their minds and extroverts you know can process like outwardly but Mm -hmm. I just feel like why would you want to force someone to be extremely uncomfortable in an environment that you want to be safe and conducive to learning and like having a good experience learning because if you're like forcing a person that doesn't want to talk to talk they're going to be completely so uncomfortable that they're not going to one retain any of the information two hate your class Three, hate learning and maybe, like, taint their overall experience of school in general and knowledge in general. I just, like, have a lot of passion when it comes to... We need to do our advice episode. Yes. Let's do it this weekend. (laughs) We've been saying that for so many times, but, like, let's do it. Because I'm just, like, really... I'm very invested in the introvert wave. I don't even know, man. Like, I'm just... I'm... I don't know. Because, like, 
it's like, you know, little like milestones are different for every person. Like growth is mm-hmm. different for every person. If you want to talk more in class, then you can. And like maybe you talk once a class like that for me is a big deal if I talk in class like one or two times I'm like look at me go like Mm -hmm. I just feel like you don't have to compare yourself to the loudest most outgoing person in the class because like realistically that's not how you learn and that's not like that doesn't you don't have to learn like that you don't have Mm -hmm. to be like that to be accepted and a good like smart human being just because I'm really getting off a tangent, but I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm really glad that you like were there to like really yeah. help this girl. Cause I know that you understand like mm-hmm. really deeply how frustrating oh, yeah. this is and how frustrating just like, Oh yeah. Our culture. God. of privilege what, and like, Educators, educators to do something like that, to make a kid cry. Yeah. Like obviously me? it hadn't just happened too. like, she was talking about it and got like emotional because like she was bringing up something that had hurt her in the God. past. Like, it was just really horrible, and I was like, Ugh, I just want to hug you and tell you you're okay and you're awesome the way you are. And, and just like asking for recommendations them. is already so scary. Like it's I literally know. the scariest thing I ever had to do in high school, and it and sounds clearly so... people pick their favorite teachers or who they think they're yeah. going to give them their best rec. And for you to tear someone down like that, who the crap do you think did, you I, are? did the teacher at least give her the recommendation? Yeah, like, but I was like, you maybe want to find someone else. Like, like how rude! And like, if she's quiet, the fact that she came to you and asked for a recommendation yeah. clearly took so much guts, probably for mm-hmm. her, and just like mm-hmm. put herself out there. And now you're like mm-hmm. literally bashing her. Great, cool, good. Well, did you even <laughs> like? Did you learn nothing from teacher school? I don't know. I'm just angry. Oh, I know. <laughs> Do you have a recommendation this week, Kat? My recommendation is to make sure if you are 18 in the U.S. or over 18, I guess, and eligible to vote, to be sure you are registered to vote. And if yes. you are a college student not in your hometown, be sure to um, apply for an absentee ballot. It's easy to do. Just Google it, and they'll you'll go to a page and like say what your state is and like all that stuff. Just be sure to email uh, or mail that in um, pretty soon. Like the deadline's coming up. I mean, actually, I think you can do it technically, like pretty much like to like a couple days before the election. But like, don't wait that far. You know, get it ahead. I'm just. Like, I'm not sure that you can, because both of my siblings forgot to register for the primaries, and they weren't able to vote because. They no, the primaries are different. The primaries are different. Oh, okay. I mean, if you no, you have to be registered to vote, but like you have to um, like to do your absentee yeah, ballot. Category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, that's a whole. But just thing. do it early because yeah. different states have different rules, and it's literally <sighs> you can go to registertovote.org. It's that easy. Yeah, it's um, so easy to find. It's really, it's really not hard to do. The only thing that I hate that, like, I think will turn off, like, college students from voting is the fact that you have to, like, mail in the absentee voter mm-hmm. form and, like, get a form. And it's, like, kind of antique, antique whatever that word is, antiquated, that's the word, um, mm-hmm. which kind of worries me. But it's, like, this election is so crucial that it's, mm-hmm. like, I don't care if I had to, like, take a horse and, like, a horse and buggy 5,000 miles, I would still vote. And, like, please, I hope you feel the same way if you can vote. Yeah. Um... And also think about this too, is that I'm registered to vote in the, um, in the state that I go to school in, not in the state that I, uh, like, am from, which makes it so much easier because then I just take a bus from my school, which provides the buses over to the voting, um, and vote that way. And I think that also, I mean, not that you have to be so specific in this, but if you're in a swing state, if you're in school in a swing state or you live in a swing state, 
I would register to vote there more than if you're in a state that will probably, like, go Hillary anyway. <laughs> I like how you're going to try to be. <laughs> but yeah, we're not, and we're not even going to try to pretend to yeah. be non-denominational here. There's no way. Not in this election, no. No. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. That's a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. We should recommend that every week. Honestly, I, I might. I honestly might. Like, We'll start the show with it every week. Yeah, just go out and vote, please, for the love of God. Make sure you're registered to vote. Seriously. <sighs> um, and now on to Tweet of the Week. Okay. Um, my Tweet of the Week comes from Niall this week, and it's a picture he posted on Instagram. And he it's a picture of him and his friend jumping into a pool and the way they're jumping, they've splayed out all their le- le- limbs, and their legs are, like, wide in a straddle, and the arms are out, and they're making sort of, like, silly jump faces. Um, and he captioned it, this was a bad idea. Any guesses why? Oh, my God. I didn't even see that. It's hilarious. <laughs> I know. And um, two of the comments Niall ended up responding to, um, but the one that sort of answers the question was from at Harris. Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> was someone who said, nuts first in the water, question mark, question mark, laughy, cry, smiley oh face. My God. And Niall responded to them saying, correct and right. <laughs> so apparently uh, you don't want to be jumping with splayed legs if you've got some delicate bits down there. That's fair. Yes. Um, I like the fact that he want he like thought it was necessary to like tell them that they were correct. I know. <laughs> like at least he followed through. Yeah, so true. Um, what's your tweet of the week? This my week, tweet of the week is from Louis, and it's um, from September 9th and he said, "Lots of love to all of you. Miss you." And I just thought that was really cute. <laughs> And really appreciated. I'm not sure if this is because of the 1D um, going to court situation and they really want to have the public <laughs> on their side. But I appreciate it nonetheless. And I miss you too, Louie. And I love you lots also. So Aww. This was him, like, subtweeting Niall, Harry, and Liam. Like, he doesn't know how to, like, reach out to them. He doesn't have so. their numbers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Louie. Oh, I love that. It's like, they're just, like, probably just, like, sitting and thinking about it. Like, you know what? I'm going to... Tweet the fans. Like, I really miss them. They're awesome. Yes. Um, yeah. This was a nice episode. Mm-hmm, I um, If it. you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please let us know. Go take our survey and leave us stuff there. There's links everywhere. Um, or any other cool um, ideas you have for shows. Like, this was a brand new one where the, we did an album review. What album do we want to review next? Do you have any other cool comparison-y things to do? Um, we're always looking for ideas. Thank you so much for listening to episode 66 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Talk underscore Direction. We're going to keep incorporating polls into our show um, and hopefully put them up longer uh, mm-hmm. than today's. Um, you can email us at TalkDirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, which is TalkDirection.tumblr.com and our Instagram, which is just TalkDirection. And you can follow us in, uh, individually on Twitter. I am Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. And then you can also go to www.audibletrial.com slash TalkDirection for your first free audiobook. Um, and I know in the past I recommended the J.K. Rowling Corman Strike novels, 
Um, but I'm going to recommend those again because the casting has come out for who's going to play the main character um, on the series that they're doing for the BBC. Um, they're doing this as like a TV show, sort of Sherlock Holmes style, where I think like every book is going to be about two like long episodes, mm. uh, which is cool. So if you're looking for a new series, I don't know when it's going to come out, but maybe just even to get excited about the casting and like the lead up to it. Um, listen to those audiobooks because they're done really, really well, mm. and I really loved them when I listened. You can also rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe as well. And you can also go on to SoundCloud and follow us there if that's more for you. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for episode 67. Bye! Bye!